Hello to everybody who would never disobey the captain. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. It's Beautiful Anonymous. And I just want to say, I'm going to get sentimental for a second. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It's in just a couple days. And this year has been incredibly hard. And a lot of us are going to not touch base with our families um, due to due to safety concerns. And this holiday season is going to be rough. So I just want to, from the void of my spare bedroom, that's now my, my de facto studio because the world fell apart i just want to say happy holidays and uh especially for those of us not checking with our families at least we all know that we're out here so we all know that we're in it together all of us collectively as humanity so that's something all right thank you everybody for the feedback on last week's episode uh a lot of a lot of people um were completely blown away by tanner's story and honesty and what that call said about the human spirit and and showed about the human spirit. And um, thank you everybody for the feedback on all the platforms, especially the Facebook group. Um, Just such kind, thoughtful, philosophical people in there and feel so lucky to be a small part of it. This week's episode, you know, I think it's fair to say that we've had some really intense ones lately. And uh, guess what? A few weeks ago, we had a guy who loved Groundhog Day. This week, this lady's a pirate. I don't think I'm going to say much more than that in this intro. Let me just reiterate, she's a pirate. Like a pirate. You know, remember like pirates? She's one of those. Pirate. Enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm really excited to talk to you. Good morning. I'm excited to talk to you as well. Good morning. <laughs> it is bright and early on the West Coast. Oh, you're on the West Coast. I mean, I feel like it's 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 not even 11:30 on the the East Coast, so I'm sorry we dragged you out of bed. No, I get up early these days, and that wasn't normal, but now I'm up early, so I've been up for like an hour and a half. It's totally fine. All right, then I won't <laughs> feel guilty. Of, you know, working from home. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, I work from home, and I, if I, if I get up and roll out of bed and start work, then I can leave work earlier. I don't have to drive to the office and stuff, so... And it's just a morning routine that is new in 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I'm it's, sure your routine has been completely changed and upside down. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, f- you know, first of all, there's no comedy gigs to go out on the road for. Right. And, th- and then I'm doing this from my new house in Jersey. I told right. Jared, I said, Jared... You may never see me in the city again. I don't. I'm not going to take a train to the studio. This is awesome, and 
it's like you said, you get to kind of roll out of bed. It's like I roll out of bed. I give my son breakfast on the days when it's my turn to wake up with him. And then I come upstairs and get to mm-hmm. talk to lovely people like you. Like there's, there's stress and it's not always the yeah. best when like a, when my electricity goes down in my neighborhood or when my son is screaming in the background <laughs> of the call, but on some level. I remember that episode. You're like, who loses power? New York doesn't lose power. And I'm like, oh, I did not know that New York doesn't lose power. Well, I'm in Jersey now. I'm in Jersey now. So yep, yep. The game has changed. The game has certainly yeah, changed. Yeah, I like to be able to just get up and like wander to my kitchen, make some breakfast and coffee, wander over to my desk, log in, do what I want. And then like, you know, wander to my kitchen for lunch, hang out with my cat, be in my house, change my clothes. You know, like I just kind of like working from home. Yeah. There's some joy to it. And then there's also some times where I go like outside of my own feelings, I go, I am aware that I am a lot sometimes. And I wish I was getting out of (laughs) Hallie's hair every once in a while. Like (laughs) I, I think I think, you know, there's certainly some element where it's like, I used to go on the road a weekend or two a month and you can see that there was probably yeah. some benefit. There's probably some stress relief in there. Even, But then I I tell you what, to get a little sentimental, I'm like, I was home for Cal's first steps. I don't know if I would have been, you know, like, oh, right. He's, t- he's saying there's all these words that now. You get to be with your family because yeah, yeah. you have a family now and you get to be around them. But I totally get it because I've, I've had a lot of roommates in my life. And when no one's in the house, you're like, yes. Yeah. So even if you love, even if she loves you, She's like, oh, the house to myself is just a pleasure and a joy. Yeah. So I get that. I have the feeling of guilt of like, I could be on the road giving her some space. And here I am. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> lie on my end. It was like, you know, after Cal was born, I was doing some gigs and it's like, you think of airline travel and it's like, oh God, I got to go through security and sit in the terminal and all this. And then there's a party that's like, no, I got to watch a complete movie. I don't care that the screen is only like six inches wide. I just took a flight long enough that I just watched a movie from start to finish. I didn't have to pause this movie 10 times. I didn't have to watch mm-hmm. 28 minutes and then pause it and sleep overnight. And then the next movie, watch the next night, watch 17 minutes. This is literally how I watch movies now. So, you know, yeah, there's, some, yeah. there's some things. There's some yeah, things that there. time alone for sure. I remember when I was in college, I would take the train to my parents' house. Um, They're about six hours away. So it was like six hours of uninterrupted time. And when I was in college, I could like do homework or I could catch up on reading or I could listen to my podcasts or I could write or, you know, just like six interrupted hours on the train was awfully nice. And then six hours back. And it it was uh, a lot better than trying to get through like holiday traffic and driving in whatever weather we know we're dealing with. So I get that like that nice uninterrupted times are really kind of special. And I'll tell you what, since you brought that up, I just want to say quickly at the top of this call, if you're a creative person out there, Amtrak is one of the great underrated things in, in American culture, because I'm with you when I've done shows in Boston uh, and Washington, D.C., when I lived in New York, now that I live in Jersey, I would probably wouldn't have this option. In New York, I would often take the Amtrak to those gigs and you get, I, mm-hmm. I would get so much work done. And when I was working on my last book, 
I actually went to visit my parents over the holidays, and uh, I instead of flying, which would have been about two and a half hours, I took an Amtrak from New York to Savannah, Georgia, and I rented a sleeper car. Mm. And then I stayed for, in Savannah for two or three days. How, this was before Cal was born, and Hallie was at her friend at a 40th birthday in New Orleans. And she was mm-hmm. there. I stayed in Savannah, a city where I don't know anybody. I walked around. It's beautiful. Saw all those old squares. I'd wake up in the morning. I stayed at Airbnb. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd go to the one coffee shop near where I was staying. And I'd write there until lunch. I'd go get lunch. I'd walk around Savannah. I'd go to the other coffee, coffee shop. I'd write a few more hours till dinner. And it was this Amtrak trip that was so beautiful and romantic. And uh, Yeah, 100%. It's a little expensive. Yeah, Amt- but... Amtrak is definitely underrated for that time. And oh, I love that too. We've done, I, I took a trip with my mom out to Wisconsin and it was three days in a sleeper car and we had a blast. Every time that the train stopped at a stop, we ran outside and took a selfie together and we ran back in and we played cards and we had dinners with, you know, and met people on the train because my mom talked to everybody. And it was just so lovely just to look out at the landscape and be in a sleeper car and that, that New York to Savannah is a good way. So you got to see parts of the country you don't get to see. You got time to yourself. You got to, you know, be friends with other people in sleeper cars, I imagine. It's just lovely. It really is. And I'll tell you, here's a weird thing about me. I've never talked about this on the show. I'm, you know, I've talked about how I have some mental stuff and sometimes that reflects itself in some OCD mm-hmm. tendencies. I'm very obsessive mm-hmm. about showers. I cannot skip a day with a shower. I don't drink coffee. And what coffee mm. is for most people, I take a shower. And sometimes it's frustrating for Hallie because we'll be going somewhere and I'll go, I need 15 minutes to take a shower. She'll be like, come on, like you can skip it. And I can't mentally, I can't. And I have learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, every once in a while, because I fly so much, I, I don't, I haven't purchased the access to that club, but you take certain flights and, uh, especially for acting, they, they, they have to buy like SAG screen actors guild rules. They have to buy a first class ticket. So you get into that lounge. And mm-hmm. I have now discovered the joy of taking, of taking a shower at an airport lounge. And it fills me with glee. And the same thing to shower on an Amtrak car, you don't have your private shower, but in those sleeper cars, there's like six or yeah. seven cars in it. And every, you can schedule a shower time and to shower yeah. on a train. It's one of the simple joys I have found in this life to be on a moving train and it's kind of shaking around yeah. and you're trying to balance, but you're going, I'm taking a shower on a train. On a train. Who yeah. knew? Who knew this joy? And not everyone gets to experience that. I know. It's wild. You're right. <laughs> the little things. You're like, I'm doing this on a train, <laughs> on a moving train. Yeah. Now, listen, we've talked for almost 10 minutes and I don't want to eat up your time. I will warn you. Um, this is like we're recording this on a pretty momentous day in American history. Truthfully, this will go down as right. one of the craziest days. So everybody knows we're recording this at 11:30 Eastern time on Friday, November 6th, and if you're listening to this 10 20 years from now, this literally means that within the past couple hours they have said that the electoral college is starting to shift towards Joe Biden and no one in America knows exactly what's happening right now. So uh, yeah, Jared yeah. may at some point drop in our chat what's going on with that. And I just want to apologize to you, but I just want to, <laughs> I, well, I just want to chronicle we're, y- yours. We're and, all holding our breath here, Chris. It's totally fine. Well, we're going to be on the phone and, and 
there is a chance that people might hear yours and mine real time reaction if they declare oh an election gosh. for a president, which is just kind of an archive of history I would I would like to have in the show and the timing works out. So I just want to put that out there for you that I, I might hadn't go, even considered that, but that is pretty stinking cool. <laughs> you and I are being recorded at a time where Jared might jump in and go, hey, Pennsylvania just went for Biden. They declared it officially. So right. just putting that out there. Right, right. I hate to interrupt your call. Now, again, Nevada might figure it out. And who who knows? knows? Yeah. They they might actually tell us what, they might release the results of a vote. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I'm sure glad that we got the nice, serene, like, train talk out first, because that at least will calm some nerves before we start talking about things that aren't so comfortable and, like, calm, because the election is not calm, obviously. And, uh, And there's one of the things that, like, in there's a lot of things that are just like dealing, you know, that are challenging my mental health right now. Cause everything like this is going to be a completely different year in my life. And it is not what I expected. And it's not all bad, but it's just like for a, a year with a pandemic and civil unrest and an election, I have a lot of balls in the air that I didn't expect. Well, talk to me because I imagine you're freaking me out. <laughs> I imagine we're on the phone because you had some things you want to talk about. So I don't want to eat up more of your time. What are sure. these things? But I love our vibe already. All the train talk. I feel so yeah. comfortable and excited to talk to you. I love to travel and I love to see the world. And I did a lot of that in my 20s. So it's good to like talk to someone else who's like, yeah, like showering on a train and taking a long train ride. But we'll, we'll get, we'll go move on to something else. So, um, I was going to buy a house this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in fundraising and our big fundraisers in May. So I was going to like finish that off. And then I was going to hard look for a new job because I'm buying a house about two hours away from where I am. And then in March, we all got shut down and my fundraiser got canceled and we all were started working from home. And I'm like, Okay, well, uh, I went directly into like post event reconciliation, started calling my sponsors and my ticket buyers and yada yada. And then I was like, well, I guess this may or may not be the best time to buy a house. Although you talk to anyone, they're like, it's a great time to buy a house. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right, all right. But uh, is it mentally like ready? And then, uh, you know, like, am I, am, are people hiring? during a pandemic and a shutdown. So um, it kind of like, let's hold our breath and wait and see and see what happens. And then, of course, George Floyd happened and everything started to go a little more manic in in the world. And then uh, I realized in June that my anxiety was really up. And I I don't really have a lot of anxiety. I say that, but like I start to realize that maybe I always have. I'm a very calm person. I, I deal with what's in front of me. I don't overreact when something, you know, is a problem. Like I'm a problem solver. I go, okay, let's figure this out. In June, I was just chicken little. I was just running around like nothing could get better. And I was like, what is happening? So I talked to my doctor and I started to have some symptoms of something I was dealing with in 2018. And I was like, Oh God, it's starting over again. Great. Great. Um, and 
in 2018, I had a biopsy and an ultrasound and it checked everything. And then I had a minor surgery. And then I talked to my doctor again because I started to feel the same kind of symptoms. And I was like, what is going on with my emotions? And it's all hormone based. And I went and had another ultrasound and I was going to have a biopsy. And she stopped and said, we don't need a biopsy. We're going to recommend this surgery. And I don't know if we want to get into the details. Um, it's sort of gross, but it's, um, it's a major surgery and it's in December because I, I decided to have it this year instead of next year. And so when going back and I should probably, we should probably talk eventually about who I'm buying a house with, but we've been talking about buying a house and then suddenly I was like, Oh, I need surgery, which I found out in September. And now I need to not look for a job because I need my insurance to be in place because heaven forbid my doctor is suddenly like out of network or something. So I've had to put buying a house on hold and all this. And I'm just kind of waiting for December and all the while taking meds to make me not crazy, you know, and not feel like chicken little and the world is falling apart. That's a lot to unpick. This 2020 needs to go. I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. Because buying a house is also... It's insane. Well, buying a house is such an exciting development in uh, mm -hmm. one's path. And it feels like such a major step towards the next phase of your life. I don't know if you own a house already, but it's exciting to buy a house. I don't know if, or if you're... This is the first time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's such a big leap. And to it's have that very then, exciting. And then to have that interrupted by society and then have it interrupted by medical issues. I'm so sorry. And th these medical mm -hmm. issues don't sound uh, simple. And I'm really sorry. Mm -mm. But they're going to all go away in December. Like this surgery is going to fix everything. It is. So this is And not, that will be great. Yeah. Because when you say biopsy, and I think you mentioned cyst, <clears throat> that you start to worry, well, is this something where it's a surgery where they're hoping to solve something? But you're, right. you're confident th this is something that's going to help you move on from this and not have to worry about it. Yeah. And let me, let me put it this way without putting, going into details, because obviously talking about women's health is important, but I don't want to get into the, the gross details. In 2018, we did a surgery to kind of reset this organ that was acting up. And when it started to act up again, they said, you know what, let's just remove it. Mm -hmm. So it's not an organ that you need, obviously. And it's an organ that's telling my body to freak to freak out. <laughs> I'm trying not to, sorry, Sally, me, myself. That's okay. It's <laughs> but, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that's... Because uh, I, I do have a pirate mouth, so <laughs> try to keep it together. A pirate mouth? Um, but yeah, mouth. It, it, so December will fix everything. That's great. And to hear that it's to hear that it's something like that of like okay, if this if this is going to keep causing problems that we are we are able to just actually remove this and and be able to not have this recur anymore. Um I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad to hear it's that. It's wild. I'm glad to hear that. It it was wild in 2018 where they're like, "We're just going to do a surgery and reset it." I'm like, "That's a that's a possibility." <laughs> okay. And even now when I was talking with my doctor in September, she's like, don't worry, we use the robot. I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Wow. Um, it, it means that 
I'll have like a two week recovery instead of like a three month recovery. The, the, the surgery they do now for this is, I guess, much more advanced. And I just am going to take the word for it. That's great. And yeah, you used robots. Well, you start, it's because like this idea of robots taking jobs is very disconcerting. And then you see these videos of these robot dogs and I'm, I'm going, well, this is, this oh is, my God. This, right. is term, <laughs> this is making me reconsider my, uh, my, my, my hatred of the second amendment. Uh, uh, this robot dog is the only thing that's ever made me want to own a gun. But then you it hear upstairs and like, Oh God. Yeah, and it, and it's head it doesn't really have a head. It's, it's, it's no, no, I don't like those robots, but then you hear, okay, there's robots that can do surgery more precisely than the human hand and eye can handle. And you go, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. The medical right. side of robots. And it's going to go better for the patients if they do the surgery that way. And that's really kind of cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, my doctor is still controlling the robot, so it's not like it's on yeah. its own. It needs to be, but it is pretty cool. Yeah, and you hear about people who can walk or see or hear again because of that technology. Yeah. All right, all right, robots. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad you're going to yeah. be okay. Medical-wise, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned, you said, I should probably mention who I'll be buying this house with in a way that seemed pretty <laughs> intriguing. So let me follow up on that. Yeah, so, okay. So the reason I'm buying a house is because I see, I went to college in my thirties. My twenties was just like, I was just a little gypsy and I would travel and I would do things. And then eventually I took some roots down and went, okay, I need to get my degree now. And I'm glad I did because I made really good decisions as an adult going back to school. I mean, I got a 3.5 GPA and like I was far better and much more interesting as a college student than I was as a, you know, grungy teenager. But, um, my one of the things I picked up in college was to set lofty goals, and so every lofty goal that I had in college, I was like, I can't do this. I did, and I made it. Like I was the president at my honor society. You know, <laughs> this is like from someone who barely graduated high school because I didn't, I didn't care. You know, so I liked the idea of lofty goals, and when I left college, um, I didn't have any like lofty goals. So I was like, well, I guess my next lofty goal is to buy a house because that seems impossible. So let's do that. And I realized going through the process that buying a house as a single woman was going to be rather tricky in my area because it's pretty expensive houses. And so I started to think, like, who would I buy a house with? Oh, I should probably mention that I broke up with my long-term boyfriend in January of this year. Wow. Cause that was amazing. We were together for five years and I broke up with him and well, then the pandemic hit. This is quite intriguing because when you think of buying a house with someone, I think people's first assumption is this is your spouse or, or long-term mm-hmm. partner. So who was mm-hmm. this mystery? Who could this mystery person be then? And I'm sorry again to have a breakup of that <laughs> no. severity and then 2020 end with you getting a surgery. This is it's everybody's worst year. There's a lot of it's all of our of worst years. Turns in this story. <laughs> it's everybody's worst year. So yeah, I'm sorry about the breakup. Yeah, and like 
a dinosaur could walk down the street, I'd be like, meh, yep, 2020. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be like, rap raptors are back, baby. You'd be like, of course they are. Oh, okay. And you'd be well, like, lock just lock your doors at night. All right. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, lock your doors. And then they'll be, no, no, no. Remember, they can open doors. And you're like, all right, it's those ones. Great. Uh, cool. Oh, great. Okay. Right. All right. Well, yeah, yeah you're not going to be scared. You're just going to find a way to fix the raptor problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 2020. That's 2020. All right. So then, <laughs> so you broke up with a person you were seeing for five years who presumably, in, in, in the average circumstance, would be who you buy a house with. So 11 yeah. months later, who are you? Well, not even eleven months. You said you were looking to buy a house. Like before be, then, by yeah, the summer. It was a lofty goal. Who is yeah. this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it's a couple, and they are part of my pirate family. So, I guess I'm buying yeah. a house with pirates. Hold on, because this is <laughs> this is the second time. Because you said you had a pirate mouth before, and I I said pirate mouth because there's potty mouth and there's curse like a sailor. But yeah, I've never heard yeah. pirate mouth before. And now you're buying a house. So you're, okay, this show, you're buying a house with pirates? <laughs> and you're a pirate? Are yeah. you a pirate? I am, I am a pirate. Everybody, this first break, you can feel this has been a pleasant and interesting call so far that has meandered a little bit. But when we get back... I would say that it would hit the gas, but I guess I would more say that it departs from the dock. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hearing out our sponsors. And now let's get back to the phone call. <laughs> and you're a pirate? Are yeah. you a pirate? I am I am a pirate. So what? Okay. I don't know which one you want me to unpack first, but so let me let me go back real quick and say one of my lofty goals is buying a house. I can't buy a house by myself. Who am I going to buy a house with? And I decided to ask two of my pirate friends. So we have a pirate crew. We do in-person pirate stuff. I mean, not this year, obviously, but um, we dress as pirates and sing shanties and drink whiskey. And we have a pirate ship and we go to pirate events with other people that do the same. So you're not, you're not, just so I'm certain, you're not like- I'm not on the sea stealing gold from, from British, no. You're, and you're not like stopping container vessels and storming them with guns like Captain no, Phillips? No, no. Nothing illegal. Mm -mm. Right. Not like the pirates, no, very, the pirate problem off the coast of illegal. Somalia and whatnot. Right. You're, right. It's right. We're not causing actual grief to other countries. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this word is one you try to avoid, but you're more of a pirate reenactor, it sounds like. Yeah. Reenactor is better than like a LARPer because we don't really LARP. We, we're reenactors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just something I fell into. I had friends that were going to these pirate events and I'm like, well, that sounds fun. Cause I know people that do like SCA events and, and dress as medieval people. And I decided to go to a pirate event and I was immediately captivated. And now I have a crew and, um, people that are like family to me and I have a tattoo. I never thought I'd get a tattoo. And now I have a tattoo that all of us got together. Like I'm a pirate. <laughs> this is how you identify before you, yeah. Would you say that in your heart, before you say you are a fundraiser, you are a pirate? I mean, I think I'm equally because I play hard and I work hard. And it's, I mean, 
it's a weird dynamic because I, at work, I am like the boss of my job and I, I have a lot of like responsibilities and I have, you know, I juggle a lot of stuff and I'm very like on it and I'm very much an A type person at work. And then when I'm a pirate, I throw all that out and I get drunk with my friends and I sing shanties and I just don't care. And it's kind of nice to be able to just fling it all away and just be a hot mess for a couple of days. And how often are you pirating? Um, there's a big event or two big events in summer, usually not this year. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of small events in spring and one or two in winter. There's what we call pirate prom in January where you get all fancy up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's maybe five or six events that we can go to that we usually do, but the two main ones in summer are like, mm, four or five days long. And can I ask, and I did not Google this, but I used to work at a magazine about weird stuff in New Jersey that expanded to a, a book about weird stuff. We went state by state. Is I did not Google this. Is one of these festivals, if I remember right, in South Carolina? There are lots of pirate events, especially along the coast, the Atlantic coast, because there were actually pirates in like North Carolina, South Carolina, and along the coast there. So there are some pretty major pirate events on the East Coast. There's like a Bluebeard, yeah. there's like a Bluebeard themed one that I wrote about, I think. Yeah. In one of the Carolinas. Well, I, I think it's Blackbeard because Blackbeard. Blackbeard had treasure on the coast of the Carolinas yes. and okay. and has like a fort there and stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so they have a big black beard festival there. So I will yeah. tell you, I mean, it was, it was, it was like 15 to 20 years ago that I researched and wrote about this, but I am aware of this pirate subculture all over America. <laughs> People yeah. take it seriously yeah. now. Okay. F- next question. It's a lot of fun. Next question. Um, You've mentioned that there's these events you go to. There's, you said six or seven throughout the year, and that's very reasonable. Um, do you ever dress up as a pirate at home outside of these events or in other contexts in real life? You let out a sigh that's um, making me think yes, but you don't want to admit it. No, no. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I, I mean, I dress up for like Halloween usually, but there are times where, like, so what we did once in September, we celebrated one of our crews birthdays by going um up to the corner of oregon this is a town called astoria mm-hmm. they have a um shipwreck on the coast or on the beach there the paul ironside and we rented a cabin and we all dressed as pirates and went out and went to fort stevens and went out to this shipwreck and took pictures of us dressed as pirates and i can't tell you how much you feel like a rock star when you're just in a gang of pirates wandering around on the beach or at this old fort, people look at you like you're about to do some kind of entertaining, you know, presentation or something. And it's really fun just to walk around in the normal world with people going, I have lots of questions. What's happening with this pirate group here? (laughs) And if I remember, (laughs) oh no, so finish your thought. Uh, so yeah, once in a while we all get together, we dress as pirates and it's usually for a birthday or some celebratory thing where we go out into the world as pirates. And and if I remember right, Astoria is where the movie The Goonies is set, which also involves a pirate sure ship is. hidden in a cave underground. Is this yeah. part of is this real wreck part of why Goonies was there? Is the Goonies connection part of why you <laughs> went to Astoria dressed as a pirate and ran around? 
Astoria is where the Paul Irondale shipwreck is. So that's one of the reasons why we went. And yes. um, my our headquarters where most of our crew live. Or about, well, yeah, because four of our crew live together. So that and they own like eight acres of land. So we all go out there to do projects like we we built a Vardo together and we do projects and build things that we can use for eventing because we have to have like you know a ship so we build things we build we build big canvas um we call them dinghies but they're big canvas <laughs> tents that are 20 feet tall not 20 feet 12 feet tall <laughs> and we sewed all the canvas together to make these little dinghies when they're all our little like places we sleep and stuff so yeah we do we do projects as a crew at headquarters and, and <laughs> okay, so there's a crew. So there's crews all over the country. Then I meant, um, do you got? You yeah. said you need a ship. Yeah. Does this mean you have a ship? I mean, we have a ship by name, and we have like dinghies, and we have our galley set up. But we don't have like. I mean, our captain has a ship. He actually owns a giant. I call it's called Betty, but it's a big white whale. It's a giant white ship, and it actually well, not ship, but it's a big boat, it's a big wooden boat that can actually float and be on water but it doesn't go to us with us to events but you know he's a good captain and he owns an actual boat i was going to ask <laughs> do you have a captain and when you all hang out do you demonstrate sure and do you demonstrate the respect of a captain to this person as you hang out oh yeah oh yeah that's part of the role play is that he's captain and what captain says we do period so if We're you're part of a crew <laughs> Gonna go ahead and pause because I bet I'm not the only one who's had that thought in my mind. How much power does this captain truly wield? We'll find out that and so much more in just a moment. Thank you again to our advertisers. Now let's dive back into the seven seas. Oh yeah, that's part of the role play is that he's captain, and what captain says we do. Period. So if We're you're part of a crew, so if you're all walking around in Astoria, and and somebody's like, "I want to go to TGI Fridays for lunch," and then the captain goes, "No, I want to go to Chili's," then you all go, "All right, we go well, to Chili's." This is true. Yeah. If the captain goes returning left, we all turn left. And do you it's have a part of the? It's part of the role play. And there's a first mate. He's our captain. There is. It's his uh, partner. And then she is, uh, she's been our first mate and quartermaster. <laughs> and then who's the lowest on the totem? Like, is there, is there like an orphan who ran away oh. from home who has to swab the decks and like clean up after everybody? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're called stowaways. So you can invite someone to come to your ship and stay with you and come to an event, you know, come to a pirate event. And you can invite someone that's not a pirate that you trust, that you're in charge of, that isn't going to mess things up. And they're called a stowaway. And they get to stay and camp with you and <laughs> eat with your crew and be part of the crew. But they are definitely the low man on the totem. And the captain will send them to go do things and run errands or, Hey, take this over to so-and-so at this ship. So they have to also play the game and obey the captain and not make a drunken mess of themselves. So, so this is like, um, 
this follows the model model almost of what I understand biker gangs do, where it's like you have somebody who's doing the menial tasks, hoping they get their their patch so they can join the gang on a higher level. Yeah, this there's is a how, hierarchy. Yeah, sure. And, and does yeah. everybody have to enter as a stowaway and prove themselves? Were you ever a stowaway? Yeah, I was a stowaway. I, that's how I was brought on. One of my crew members is one of my long-term friends. She invited me to one of the events. I was a stowaway. And she helped me find some garb or find some clothes that would look sort of piratey <laughs> for my first uh-huh. time at a pirate uh-huh. event. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. yeah, I chipped in wherever I could. And, and eventually the crew was like, she's really cool. Is she going to come back? Let's let's bring her in. And with our crew, anyways, every crew has a different like way of doing things. But with our crew, you have to go to two years of events. So if you go to the big event in July, that's your first. We have to get through a second event in July and probably the one in August. And then you can be considered to be baptized and be part of the crew. Baptized? And we use baptized loosely, but yeah, so it's called baptized because <laughs> with our crew, um, to become a full-fledged pirate on our crew, you have to bathe in the sea with your garb. So your garb is touching the ocean, and it's this whole ceremony of going to the ocean and running in with all your garb on and in the middle of, you know, the cold weather, because we're in the Northwest, so... Pacific Northwest. We, no one swims in this water. So we, we all go to the coast and whoever's going to be baptized runs into the water with all their garb and then they become part of our crew. Now, someone in your life must have brought this up to you before. Well, I knew about it because I know a no, lot no, no. of people that go to this particular event. Well, no, I, I, I have talked about piracy. I've, well, you have a pirate who se- you have a crew, a, a captain who seems like there's some guru qualities. You have to get baptized. You're all buying property together. There's some elements to which this does sound cult like. Have you have you thought about this? <laughs> no, some- I get it because we. So the two people that I want to buy a house with, we talk about it being like a farm, and we also talk about it kind of being a commune, but it's not really culty. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to have like chickens and goats and like normal farm things. And we're just going to live together as a crew. I mean, my crew is my family. We don't let anyone in that we don't trust a hundred percent. And I would do anything for my crew. You know, that so sounded more culty. People. You know, when you said, no, 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 it's not a cult, but we're buying a commune and these, I would do anything for them. You know, that sounds more culty. Well, here's the thing that we also want to do. We want to build a bunch of little tiny houses. And, and practically really make it an Airbnb, but we want it to be a sanctuary. We want it to be a place where uh-huh. if you're having a hard time, yeah. come stay in our tiny house for X amount of months. We'll take care of you. We'll feed you. Beautiful. And then we'll help you on your way. Beautiful. Like we just I... want a nice little, beautiful little sanctuary. Okay. I think that's And we're not going to invite thing. everyone. It's just going to be, well, it's going to be the three of us and then my roommate is also. So the four of us will live in the house. And if the cat house, do you ever get to break character and question the captain? Because this will determine the cultiness. Like if the, if the captain was to turn around and point at one person and go, you know what? I would like you to make love with that person. Do you, at what point do you say no? Cause that's like a trademark of that, cults. That would never happen. 
if it did, would people be like, yo, Barry, chill? Like, would you break character? <laughs> well, yeah, there's certain lengths of like, okay, that's not okay. But our captain would never go beyond that. He's smart enough to understand that these are human beings playing pirate. And he understands that his, his, you know, like power over somebody is just role play and it's just pretend. And okay, if okay. it ever got weird, he would lose his crew and we'd yeah. all go find another ship. Look, we yeah. all know if a group of people who dress up as pirates own communes and baptize each other ever got weird, we'd all, we'd all be able to. <laughs> We'd all be able to sense that Maybe back it's up. Maybe a lot weirder than it actually is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. For our ship. There's not, uh, and, and really it's just because, you know, we're pirates and our garb should be part of the sea as we are part of the sea. And it. so it's, we just do a little, listen, yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. It's, if this, it's all if, in fun. If this process by which we build sanctuaries and baptize each other ever gets weird, we'll get out of it. That's right. Well, and, and to go back to the A-type, like, that's my main concern. Like, forget the piracy. I need to know that me as a single girl buying a house with a married couple is going to legally be safe for me and that I'm not going to lose my assets, you know. And so yes. there are, yes, like, yes. ramifications of that, you know, all that all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, that you mm-hmm. know, the, the chickens and the goats are the fun fluff part. But I want to make sure that all the, you know, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and that this is going to be my house because I'm buying a Good. house, you know, sensitive. I'm question. a very practical person, but I'm also a pirate. <laughs> Fair, sensible, yeah. practical pirate. Sensitive question. Was your breakup in any way related to your piracy? Not really. Um, he probably should have joined me when I invited him to come be a pirate and he didn't. And Like we got together and he knew, he knew day one, look, I'm in college. Um, when I graduate, I want to move away to the bigger city and I want to start my career there. And I don't know what your life plans are, but we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he met me, I think I was a sophomore, almost a junior. So we had some time, you know, and it was just like, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And every time that I like, like, hey, do you want to do you want to move with me? Do you want to? Every time I like tried to get him to like bet on me and like say, give me some kind of hope that he wants to move forward with me because I'm a future thinker and I think, okay, if we're going to move there, then I need to know he has some buy-in. He never gave me any indication that he wanted to continue and like take a chance on moving with this crazy girl. So I started to go, okay, I, okay, I guess when I, when I graduate, we're going to break up and I'm just going to move on with my life. And then, um, six, seven months later, after I said that to myself, he changed his mind and he decided that he wanted to be a part of my life. And, and I was kind of already checked out. I was like, I'm looking forward to dating. I want to go back out there. Mm. I have a degree now. I'm not just some kid in my twenties. Like I have major prospects and things that I can offer. And I tried and he was an excellent boyfriend, an excellent companion. He was a great um, road trip person and travel companion. And I tried for the last year to really change my mind. And I just fallen out of love with him. 
And I realized in January, before we knew everything was going down, that if I was going to buy a house this year and I was going to move forward with my life, I needed to not allow him to move with me. And then it turned dark and angry and bitter because I don't want to uproot him and then everything fall apart. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be mature about it and be friends with him. So in January, I just sat him down and I was like, these are all the reasons I want to break up. And we broke up. Sometimes if you, if you crack it, you can't patch the crack. Yeah. And after five years, I didn't want an, an enemy. I didn't want another, I didn't want another ex I was yelling at while I'm kicking him out of the house. Like <laughs> I've done that. Thank you very much. I'm over that. And I wanted to end things amicably, give him some space, and then we could be like friends and mm -hmm. be in each other's lives still because five years is the longest relationship I've been in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I let him go. Now, when you and hang out with the, someone else, when you hang out with the pirates, do you all talk like pirates? Uh, sometimes we will say little things. We have a lot of inside jokes. So we'll just say little like, catchphrases and stuff but honestly when we're all hanging out on a normal year when it's not a pandemic we are we're hanging out we're working on projects and at the end of the night we usually eat dinner and like sing sea shanties because we want to practice together singing and stuff because we are a shanty ship now but not a lot of like already banter i mean we're just we're like a family we just hang out together and eat dinner and help each other out and you don't yeah. call each other matey. I mean, we call each other by our pirate names. <laughs> it's weird to call each other our regular names, you know. <laughs> yes, that would be weird. That would be weird. We refer to each other as our pirate <laughs> names when we're all together. <laughs> May I ask what your pirate name is, or is that something you'd prefer not to reveal? I mean, it might give myself away, but sure, I can tell you what my pirate name is. Mm -hmm. uh, my pirate name is Gems. Gems. G-E-M-S? Yeah. G-E-M-S. Thank you. But it is not the 80s band. It is not mm -hmm. with a J. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is Gem. Gem. For our younger listeners, Gem was a uh, a cartoon about a, a pop star named Gem who would go on adventures with her band. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sort of would kick yep. butt. Gems. And you're known in the pirate yeah. community as Gems far and wide. Yeah. Now, you've brought something up. You've used a certain phrase twice. I'm sure you know you're dangling it out there, and I'm going to ask. Do you know what I'm referring to? Okay. I don't. What did I say? You can't, on this show, bring up sea shanties <laughs> twice. Oh. <laughs> and expect me to not ask if I can hear... One of the sea shanties. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I was like, I should have something prepared. Yeah. Um, Can you teach me one of these sea so, shanties? Oh, sure. Actually, the easiest one for me to teach you, uh, well, the second easiest one for me to teach you. Actually, let's go with the easiest because then everyone can join in. So great. great. there's a sea shanty called Nelson's Blood. Right. <laughs> um, and it starts out with 
A drop of Nelson's blood couldn't, wouldn't do you any harm. A drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do you any harm. A drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do you any harm. And we all will hang on behind. So that part continually changes. And it's a great shanty to sing with people that don't know shanties. The chorus is, and we roll the old chariot along. We roll the old chariot along. We roll the old chariot along. And we all hang on behind. So if you learn that part, everything else is cake. Because then you go person to person to person. Now, Nelson's Blood has lines, but then the great thing about it is if you catch the cadence, you can add your own line in. So, like, a nice drop of veil wouldn't do us any harm, or a tight-waisted girl wouldn't do us any harm, another festival wouldn't do us any harm, and then as soon as someone says that, you follow along. Another festival wouldn't do us any harm. And then you say that line, and then you do the chorus, and then you go to the next person, and they make up their own. Huh. That sounds easy enough. Yeah. That's definitely the easiest one. Shall we try it? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Do you remember the chorus? We all roll along. Something about that. (laughs) And we... uh, Oh, God. And we roll the old... Chariot along, we, we roll, roll the old chariot along. We roll the old chariot along, and we all, all hang, hang on out. behind. We all hang on behind. Okay, got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say a line, and then you can follow along because it goes, you know, like I'll just start like. Uh, another pint of veil wouldn't do us any harm. And then you respond with another, another pint, pint of veil wouldn't, wouldn't do us any harm. Another pint of veil wouldn't do us any harm. And we all roll on behind. behind. Oh, we all hold on behind. We all hold on And behind. we roll, roll the old chariot along. We roll the old chariot along. We roll the old chariot along. And we all hang on behind. An anonymous phone call wouldn't do us any harm. An anonymous phone call. An anonymous phone call wouldn't do us any harm. An anonymous phone call wouldn't do us any harm. And we all hang on behind. And we roll the old chariot along. We roll the old chariot along. We roll the old chariot along. And we all hang on behind. Get 12 more minutes. What's the next one? What's the next one? Yeah. Um, the next one's a little sadder, but it has no, the same kind of like, okay, I can I, figure this out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought we were just going to do that one for 12 straight minutes. Oh, we could do that. We could do that forever. Oh, and yeah. honestly, when it starts to get too long, there's a nice way to end it. There's a, oh, and then to the song wouldn't do us any harm. Ah. And end to the song wouldn't do us any harm. So someone eventually will say that. Usually it's the captain. They're like, okay, guys, let's sing something else. And then are people ever really into it? And it's just the captain being grumpy. And then someone's like, if you weren't such a buzzkill, it wouldn't do us any harm. If you weren't such a buzzkill, it wouldn't do us any harm. We're into (laughs) singing, captain. Listen, Yeah. if you're dressed as a pirate singing sea shanties with other pirates, you're never a buzzkill. Everyone's having fun. Put that on a T-shirt.
<laughs> you're just as a pirate. You're just as a pirate. Sing no, nothing shanties. is a buzzkill. Nothing is a buzzkill. You know, you'd make now, a killing at those festivals. Some people try to make up something. Yeah. Some people try to make up lines and it gets a little like, you're not really good at this cadence, but we all sing it anyways. You know, we go, okay. A, mm-hmm. They gave it a shot. And we want to encourage people to learn sea shanties and to sing with us and to make it, you know, fun. So, yeah. I mean, if you're just bad at it, then we just roll with it and we move on. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Yeah, because you'll get better at it the more you pirate. <laughs> the more you pirate, <laughs> the better you get at pirating. It's just practice makes perfect. Right. So during the pandemic, one of my goals was to be a better pirate. And so uh-huh. I've been uh-huh. trying to teach myself sea shanties because as crew, we all kind of know the choruses because our captain and quartermaster are usually the ones that are like leading, but they'd like us to like be brave and lead our own shanties. So I've been trying to learn shanties while I'm in a pandemic and just practicing the lines and and singing along. And I've been sewing. So I've been learning how to make my own garb and I've made, oh God, shirts and dresses and bloomers and pants and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you learn new stuff when you're locked up at home. (laughs) Do you say ahoy instead of hello? Uh, sometimes, but it's more like a hoy. 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 Okay. Yeah. If you walk, you can walk up to a ship. So to go on to another ship, you say, hoy, permission to come aboard. And they go, permission granted. And then you can walk on to, and it's really just a, a field, you know, it's squared off and ships are there. And so people do put up like big masks or ma- masks masks you know stuff like that but anytime you go into someone else's camp you go permission to come aboard it's just policy it's just politeness uh-huh, uh-huh. you don't and just it, walk onto someone's ship and then is it mostly like you go and you sit around their mess and they got a keg and you all hang out yeah yeah you know you you wander if you if you wander around the city you know it, it's basically a, a ship city that you we create 1200 people or so you can just wander around and go, permission to come aboard. You walk on, you're like, what are you guys doing? And there's usually like, you know, if the fires are loud, there's a fire pit and like singing or there's um, drinking or there's a, some ships have like their own bar. So you can walk up with your mug and they'll put, put something in your cup, you know? Um, yeah. You, so you wander around, you mingle and you talk to people and you go to the cruise and you make friends and then you have friends that you go visit their ships. And and of course, it's a it's a big event too. So there's like games and there's events and other things you can be a part of beyond like just going to visit each other. And I'm sure there's booths set up where you can buy scabbards, where you can buy. uh, Mm -hmm. We have a merchant row with people that make, Mm -hmm. yep, that make Mm -hmm. clothes and make yeah swords and make all kinds of stuff. Yeah, lots of vendors. Um, There's even a little galley area. So if you're crew doesn't have like food prepared for you or you have to bring your own food you can just go to the galley corner and there's little like food trucks set up uh-huh 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 and at the bigger festivals are there crews that are like that are like known as like the like the the like the the big boys on the block where they actually own like yeah. a seafaring ship and it has a cannon they can fire off and stuff like that 
and like certain festivals along um, the coast, they'll roll up in the There's only one crew that has shit. a cannon. Damn. There's one crew that has a cannon. They come from the Scottish Orkney Islands. So they play as Scottish Orkney pirates yeah. and they have a cannon. Course, uh, but yeah. we do have people that build like ships. You know, they have a whole deck and mask and lines and yard, yard arm and everything. And, and we put those ships on the dock. So there'll be this one side of the, of the area that has a dock and it's just boards that are laid out to make this huge boardwalk. And along that boardwalk, is all the people that create actual ships. So you can walk down this boardwalk and see the ships and say hello yeah, and yeah. do the same thing. And before yeah, we move on, yeah. I just want to, um, I just want to note uh, when you say that that ship with the cannon comes from the Orkney Islands, just want to, for any listeners who aren't aware, uh, the Orkney Islands are a notoriously remote series of small islands off the Northern tip of Scotland that I believe are kind of closer to Scandinavia and it makes total sense mm-hmm. to me that you've hung out with them in the Pacific Northwest of America. <laughs> well, and and true to Orkney, the or orcs is what we call them for short for Orkney Island. Um, the orcs sort of stay on their own, and they have their own little area that not being like it's over this berm, this this little hill, and they all camp there, and they kind of stay together. So, I mean. They're around, but no one really goes and visits them. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's part of the it's part of the Orkney thing. Technically, mm-hmm. we're a Dutch ship. You're a Dutch ship. Mm-hmm. Um, Dutch were notoriously assholes, and we're kind of a highbrow crew, and we have really obnoxious colors because that's the Dutch had really obnoxious colors. So uh-huh. yeah, we play into it. We lean into. A lot of the like, well, this is why we have these crazy colors because we're Dutch. And do you incorporate any Dutch language or perhaps wear wooden shoes from time to time? We don't. We don't go that far. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do have. Uh, we've been we've been playing with the idea of um, kind of customizing some of these shanties and including Dutch language or Dutch, um, you know. Dutch ports and things like that. There's one, I don't remember off the top of my head, but we were uh, eight months ago talking about rewarding this particular shanty to be ours. We have our own shanty too that just sings the praises of our ship, which is really fun. And again, your ship is an area in a field. It's not an actual right. physical right. ship. Right. But our dinghies have, you know, a bow and a, a bowsprit and a and a um, little mast on top, and it's just uh-huh. this uh-huh. wooden structure that, it, uh, you know, that canvas, big canvas pieces are tied to. So we have these little, I call my little chateau, and it's uh-huh. just uh-huh. this room. You know, it's a, uh, gosh, how big is it? Probably eight by mm, twelve like little rooms that we get to stay in. And like some of our crew have full on beds. They bring, you know, big <laughs> comfortable beds. And I have uh-huh. a, I have uh-huh. a two decker air mattress where it works fine for me, but you know, we get to decorate the insides <laughs> of our little dinghies and, and have our little like chateaus. <laughs> and, and now, <laughs> you know, and then it looks like a little fleet, you know, it's a uh-huh. little fleet of ships that yeah. have come off the main ship. The other ship, you know, our main ship is docked. And so these are our little dinghies that we took to, 
to come to land to hang out with the other pirates and celebrate. So this mm-hmm. is our, our fleet. Mm-hmm. And They're now real cute. I have, I have the sense you'll probably be very classy about this and not want to answer. We've talked about how the Orkney, the orcs are this big badass crew. Are there like whack-ass crews? Are there some where you look around and you're like, oh, that's a sad ship. That's like, if it was the movie, the warriors, you guys are the orphans. <laughs> so here's the polite way that we work with that. There's an area of the, of the area of the like park that we go to called the Badlands. It is people who want to be pirates, who want to establish their pirate ship, but maybe don't have the dinghies and don't have a lot set up or don't have masts that want to kind of prove themselves. So they, they camp in the Badlands. And the Badlands is also where people that just want to be a pirate for a weekend come and because it's kind of open camping. So I guess if there was any kind of hierarchy, it'd be that. It's the people who get to be on the dock. There's like the main city with all the encampments and then there's the badlands and they just try a little less harder to be pirates i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or they are just working on the role play to to be a better pirate ship or you know if you don't want to put that much effort into being a pirate and you just want to dress like a pirate for a weekend and get drunk with your friends and you go camp in the badlands and when you see a crew graduate from the badlands um to to all of a sudden it's like, and you guys now have gotten it together enough that you can come be in the main area. Does that warm your heart? It does. And it encourages us to go play with them because there's lots of shenanigans that you can pull, you know, on people. And there's like, there's a crew, for instance, that we've become really fond of because they like to play and they will try to get one over us. Like suddenly, you know, a bunch of them will just come to our ship and be like, Hey friends, how's it going? Do you want some of this? And they'll, like give us drink and they'll chit chat for us about 15 minutes and then they all leave and the captain goes, go figure out what they did. They've and we all scour the area and we try to figure out what's going on. They've and then stolen we'll find something, something like done yeah. graffiti. <laughs> yeah. They've done some well, graffiti. So they will like put things in captain's tent or they will leave something behind. Like, okay. For instance, uh, we did that once to them. We went and like chad them up and like hung out and then, what we did was took a big piece of burlap and wrote the name of our ship on it. And we propped it up over the name of their ship and then claimed their ship as ours uh-huh. and didn't tell them that that was there. So anyone that passed by could see that there was a new name oh, for the ship. Burn. That's a good pirate burn. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's, it's family shenanigans. They're just like, and now we own your ship. Okay. <laughs> Well, look, we only have 30 and, you know, seconds that goes, left. Oh, that goes. Oh, what? gosh. Okay. That just go. you know, it's back and forth. You know, they, they pull one of us and, and we pull one of them. And there's multiple ships like that. So it's fun. I want to say that this was eye-opening and very fun for me. And I want to wish you luck in buying <laughs> property. I want to wish you luck on your surgery. I want to wish you luck in all your future pirating endeavors. and My end, mental health. Yeah. Mental health, all of it, 2020 stuff. And let's just remember... The end of the phone call never did us any harm. The end of the phone call never <laughs> did us any harm. The end, the end of, of the phone call never did us any harm. And then and we, we all, all hang up. Behind. And then we hang on behind. And then we just hang up the phone. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. This Thank you, fun. my pirate friend. That was <laughs> eye-opening. Our-
are indeed, matey. Go sell the seven seas and may your plunder be everything you wish. Oh, I can't wait to be a pirate again. Someday. (laughs) Thank you to my pirate friend. I didn't get so many questions that I didn't get to ask. Do you have an eye patch? Does anyone wear a parrot on their shoulder? There's so many things that I'll never know. That's the beauty of this show. That's the beauty of the show. Thank you for calling. Thank you to Jared O'Connell. Thank you to Anita Flores. Thank you to Jordan Allen. Thank you to Shell Shag for the music. ChrisGeth.com. If you want to know about me and where I'll be on the road, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe. If you're on Spotify, hit follow. If you're on Stitcher, favorite us. It really, really helps. Check out our whole back catalog ad-free on Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash stories for more details.